Hello everyone, Fanta here. You're watching Back to the Futon slash listening to Back to the Futon. This is the first episode I've ever done that is completely just me. And I've never done that before. I've never done a podcast by myself, but I've done really long videos before. So uh, we'll see how this works out. Anyway, I don't even know what episode this is. This is the worst podcast I've ever done. <laughs> and uh, I'm adding alcohol to the mix here. I originally was going to be shooting with Camelot 331, but I could not get a hold of him today. So it's me. Because the whole Rona situation... And I am not in my house anymore. That's why my lighting has been so bad. Because I've been trying to figure everything out. I think I figured out the best solution. I'm not using it for this video. That's why the lighting is still bad in my opinion. Or video slash podcast. But uh, I think I've figured it out. I'm just going to mess with the ISO settings and everything else. I mean this is the most pain in the ass room to shoot with. I almost wish I was just risking getting the damn virus at this point. Drinking some Buffalo Trace bourbon. Pretty delicious. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Now, recently, there's been a lot of different things going on. Not only with this whole situation that I cannot speak of, otherwise I'll get demonetized, but the podcast usually gets demonetized anyway. But, I mean, Eric's not here, so maybe it won't. Um... It's just, it's crazy to see all these different things happening in the games industry. Like, like bullshit's still happening. Even while this insane crisis is happening, there are still people taking advantage of other people. Like, you think we'd kind of pull together, you know, and unify as a group and be better people. But no, here we are in 2020, and it's just... It's a shitstorm that never stops. It's it's just amazing to me. And, you know, the whole... I, I was going to make a video about this, but I'm too late to the party. I should have done it. People do want to hear my reaction to this, though. But Randy Bitchford, Randy Pitchford, but I'm just going to call him Randy Bitchford, has again screwed over his own employees by simply not paying them what he promised he was going to pay them. I mean, that's... That's kind of 101. That's boss 101. That is what your job is. Your job is to pay your employees and make sure that they're doing their job. And the whole thing is that Gearbox employees are not paid as much as other people in the industry. They're not paid the industry standard wages. They instead are enrolled in this sort of program where they get royalties based on how well the games do. Now, if a game does well, they can get a giant bonus. And that's what they were promised, because Borderlands 3 did pretty well. I didn't buy it. Um, I think Adam bought it, but I don't really know anybody else that bought it. But apparently it did well. And even though it did well, Randy just decided, I'm not going to pay him. I'm not going to pay him what they're owed. And of course, that's kind of par for the course for Randy. I don't understand how this man ever became a CEO. You always, you always look at these really powerful people and you see how inept and how terrible they are as a human being. And you're like, how, how did you get to this position? How did you meet enough people, recruit enough people to get this far in life? I just don't understand it. I feel like you have to be somewhat of a people person, right? 
to make it far in life. But with uh, with Randy, I guess not. You can kind of just do whatever you want. Mm. I like that ASMR. Reminds me of that H3 video with the ice cream guy. Talking about all the vanilla flavors and stuff. I mean, I get a lot of vanilla with this, so I mean, it's not wrong. Also, it's crazy to me that The Last of Us 2 was pushed indefinitely. Like, not even giving another date, just indefinitely. That's insane. Wow. I mean, a lot of people were like, well, you know, this sucks. I don't like this whole thing that's going on. This this crisis is freaking me out. But you know what? I'm going to have more time to play video games. And The Last of Us 2 is coming out. I can't wait for that. Oh. Oh. I mean, for me, it's not a huge deal. Uh, I was looking forward to playing it. But I always felt like it should be a next generation console game anyway. Just so you could get the full graphic and physics and all that. The high fidelity stuff. And have a real system seller when the game comes out. But, uh, I mean, I'm having fun with Mountain Blade 2. Mountain Blade 2 just came out. That is a lot of fun. I've played for a solid 50 minutes. That's about the time I've had for it. Um, I've been playing Animal Crossing still. I thought I was going to make that Animal Crossing review. But recording at my dad's house is the biggest pain in the ass. So, I have not done that yet. I need to just plug in my switch to my computer monitor or something or I need to just record the footage out in the living room just to get footage. I have some footage, I don't know. It's everything has been just crazy for me these past this past week, couple couple weeks. These past 2 weeks have just been a, a nightmare. So, thank you for all of your patience and this ridiculousness. I'm trying to clear everything up soon. I'm going to try to line up guests in the future so it's not just me doing the podcast. I'm sure some people are going to be okay with it, but I'm sure there's going to be definitely the vocal people that do not like this episode, but here we are. My microphone has been weird lately. It, it's been like super quiet, like way quieter than it usually is. I mean, usually if I'm like this close, it's almost redlining at this degree, but everything's going wrong, wrong it seems. Okay, so, okay, this is strange. Now, I just saw this pop up randomly before I started doing my video, and it says people are annoyed with Animal Crossing New Horizons Easter Bunny event. And the subheadline is Zipper is in my nightmares now. So apparently, people are just having everything replaced by eggs. When you're fishing, you're digging up a fossil. Oh, that sucks. Digging up a fossil, you get a damn egg. Chopping trees, you're getting eggs instead of wood. Popping balloons, you're just getting eggs. Literally, everything's eggs. I mean, you're fishing up eggs, which doesn't make any sense. Everything is egg. We got some guy named Ben Bertoli. Here's all the fish coming to the Northern Hemisphere, Animal Crossing players, this month. Water egg, 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 and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. And the thing is, I have not 
connected my switch to the internet at this house yet so i have not even had the bunny event happen so all these people are worrying about eggs and stuff i don't have to worry about that because i have not connected to the internet and it sounds like i will not be doing that until i have those three houses that i'm supposed to be building um actually on here oh this is pretty great sadist rabbit replaces entire ecosystem with eggs fish wood leaves are all gone i just want my fish again says local people that's great that's liquid gaming on twitter that made that yeah save some of this shit so i can put it later in post i don't know what i'm doing with this episode i don't know what i'm doing that's that's my life at the moment i don't know what i'm doing i really don't it's just everything's madness and that's just how it is okay i'm just gonna put up my i don't know rabbit picture it's a train wreck of an episode after watching a lot of h3 podcast i feel like i'm I feel like i'm okay with things being a, a train wreck a lot of the time even though their podcast is kind of a train wreck i still like it and you know so resident evil 3 video reviews i'm seeing all these reviews everywhere for resident evil 3 and i am actually seeing mixed receptions for this game when resident evil 2 came out i remember just everybody loved it it was the talk of the town oh, i got it right over here resident evil 2 everybody loved this game everybody was buying it day one uh, i picked up like 20 bucks 25 bucks i don't know but i uh, couldn't get into it i really want to i'll try it again piss me off but yeah resident evil 3 is not getting the same reception that resident evil 2 got now a lot of people are saying it's just because resident evil 3 overall is just not as good as 2 and i'm just sitting over here in the corner going can they remaster one again in this new style because that would be awesome i really liked resident evil 1 i played a lot on the ds believe it or not it was on the ds and I remember as a child getting horrified by that game while my brother played it on the Nintendo 64. So I'd love for another remake. I know they remade it on the GameCube and they put it on the PS3 and all that sort of stuff. But I want this new style, over-the-shoulder, amazing graphics. I feel like reliving the first game in this new way would be like a brand new game. Um, also, a lot of people are saying do not remake resident evil 4 do not make code veronica i never played code veronica and i would happily play resident evil 4 again with this new graphic style i don't get why they're telling them not to do something what are you doing what are you doing you know like i'm i'd be happy with that everyone likes resident evil 4 why not just have it with better graphics you know so i i would i would argue they should do it they should do it um Interesting to see how many people agree with me, and still quite a few people disagree with me over uh, the whole Rockstar thing. Speaking of divisive opinions, video did not do very well. Not really surprised. It didn't seem to be a big uh, breaking news story like it was to me. It was kind of just the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And that's why I made that video. I just got really frustrated with all these different companies constantly using this whole crisis as a marketing tactic. And it's just like, what do you, now is not the time. Don't do that. 
I mean, what are you doing? And Rockstar has been kind of a shitbird for a long time. And I have not called them out for it. And I felt like this was a great time to call them out for it. They really do deserve it. Seeing Good Job getting a 7. I remember seeing that in the Nintendo Direct where you're just working in an office and you can destroy a bunch of stuff. That looks awesome. Battlefield 5 giving you free bonus for signing in. Yeah, they're giving people bonus to sign in because nobody bought the game. Remember they told us not to? Also, I'm seeing a lot of websites talking about um, the Modern Warfare 2 Remastered's No Russian Mission. I remember that was a huge source of controversy when it first came out. And I remember not really caring about that level when the game came out. I remember hearing about some graphic, awful mission. And then I just think back to playing Grand Theft Auto 4 where I'm just mowing down crowds of people. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I get why people are so upset about this mission. I get why people don't like it. But it's also a video game. And it's not really glorifying it in any way. I mean, your character gets shot in the end. He gets betrayed. And he's like an undercover agent or something like that. I don't really remember the mission too well. But it's just like, what are you... You're talking about it again? Like, how dead is the news right now that you have to talk about a mission that's been out for God knows how long? And they're just like, oh, well, we're going to drag that back up because it's been remastered. And did anybody even ask for a remaster of Modern Warfare 2's campaign? I mean, it'd be cool to get the multiplayer again. Uh, but I don't really care about the campaign. I really don't. I've played it. It was pretty good. I'm done, you know. I, I played it. it. The graphics were good enough. There's a lot of games out there that I feel like don't really need remastering. And Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, unless you're going to give us the multiplayer again... And even then, I don't need it remastered for graphics or anything like that. I mean, the graphics in Call of Duty 4, if you play them on PC, Modern Warfare 2, they're not bad. They're really not bad. The only reason I'm ever excited for any of these remasters is because it brings back the online community. That's what I want. That's why I want it remastered. And uh, I'm sure I'll play that for a couple weeks and then get bored of it just like every other Call of Duty game ever created. Uh, I've got a video coming out later today, or uh, it's out already, about the Nintendo eShop sale. It seems like every store right now is having a sale. There's a Steam sale right now. I know it's not all of Steam. It's just Microsoft and a couple other places that are having the sale. Humble Bundle is still doing their crazy deal. It's like 30 bucks, and I didn't really go over what games you got in my video. I was kind of focused on how angry I was with Rockstar. So I'm going to go ahead and real quick jump into that. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't have a PC. I get that. That makes sense. But if you're even thinking about getting a PC in the future, I mean, there's so many games in this. There's like, there's like 30 games and Undertale, Hollow Knight, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, Super Hot, Killing Floor 2, Sniper Elite 3, Jackbox Party Pack, I mean, there's so many games in here that are just 100% worth getting for your future. Brutal Legend's a great game, too. Highly recommend getting the pack. And if you are, I mean, just if you're thinking about getting a PC in the future, get it. It's helping fight against the crisis. And good Lord, uh, there were a couple comments for sure that really pissed me off in my video. 
that, uh, good God, there are so many people out there that are just adamant conspiracy theorists, and I get it. It's very difficult to trust the government. It's very difficult to trust major corporations because of how often we're lied to. I get it. I mean, I constantly call them out for their lies. I constantly am not believing things that they're saying. But when it's the entire world, I mean, you're just kind of an idiot at this point if you think it's not a big deal. The entirety of the world cannot all be in on some conspiracy theory. It just can't be. People are not that smart. You're giving people way too much credit. And I personally know people that are affected by this. And, I mean, you're constantly seeing all these, like, these singers and... I mean, they're a little bit older singers and um, older famous people and musicians and stuff like that that are dying from this because it's a real thing. And it just really pisses me off that people are saying that this is not real. What is wrong with you? Like, fuck you. Seriously, fuck you if you don't think this is real. I gotta say. I mean, that's just... That's despicable for so many different reasons. It's like you're discrediting people's deaths. And there are a lot of people dying from this. Over a million people have it now. And you're telling me, oh, it's not a big deal. <sighs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of weird stuff, Tiger King. I saw this. I wanted to talk about it with somebody, but there's nobody here. So I'm going to talk to you guys about it. I'm going to talk to myself talking to you guys about it is basically what's about to happen. So Tiger King, if you have not watched it, is the strangest and craziest TV series I've ever seen. It's on Netflix. So if you've got Netflix, you should just go watch it. It's great. I don't want to spoil a whole lot. But the cast of characters is just insane. And I've heard people say that not only is it insane that this all happened, that there are people out there with big cats, like tigers and stuff like that, and somehow they haven't been eaten. That's what I kept waiting for. Spoiler alert, nobody gets eaten. That was that was the main thing I thought was going to happen. It's like Joe Exotic, and I'm like... Who's this guy? Is it just another idiot that had giant animals as a pet and then died? Because that always happens. You see all these different people that have like a bear or they've got a lion or a tiger and they get killed by that animal because you're not supposed to have these animals. These are wild animals. These are not domesticated cats. These are giant alpha predators that are the top of the food chain and just destroy animals have you not seen animal planet these things just knock out their prey like one swipe gazelle down just gone i mean you see like oh polar bear they're so cute and then they eat a seal and they're just covered in blood and it's just everywhere it's crazy so it starts out and i immediately think he's gonna die he doesn't die um People definitely do die in the series, though, and a lot of them are not in the ways you think, because like I just said, nobody gets eaten, except actually there might be one person that got eaten, but uh, it's not because of an accident or because they got randomly attacked. There's a, a potential murder that is discussed, and it's really, really interesting 
I, I highly recommend you watch the series. It's wow. It's just wow. I, I don't know if you guys are into other podcasts, like true crime podcasts. I remember I was listening to like Serial and a couple other true crime podcasts a long time ago. But this felt like that, but even better. The number of twists and turns in this thing is crazy. Another spoiler. It's like every single one of these big cat clubs is just a reason to have sex with everybody around you. They're just cults. Like every single one of them is just a cult. They both just want to have sex with everybody. I, I don't know what it is about owning a zoo, but I think it's just ego. And I think they kind of get into that in the series. It's like you, you have this giant predator that you are the master of and it just gets to your head. And really interesting show. Highly recommend it if you've got Netflix. And if you don't have Netflix, I feel very sorry for you right now that this is probably your only form of entertainment. And I have completely failed you because I'm the only one here. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes. I'm probably going to post this anyway. Why not? I don't know. My freaking thing keeps zooming in. Um, But yeah, Last of Us 2. Just I'm, I'm constantly seeing it pop up. Yeah, I don't know. That's just crazy. It got delayed. I really didn't expect that because think about it. May is only next month. And there are a lot of other games that say they're not going to be delayed like Cyberpunk. But who knows? It might get delayed as well. Oh, and Iron Man VR. That got delayed. A lot of people care about that game, I'm sure. Iron Man VR. Yeah, I don't know. I like that new Marvel game. It does not look good. It does not look good at all. In fact, I'm gonna look it up again real quick. Like that that new Marvel game. It's just it's just bad. It just looks so bad. I can't find it. I just typed in Marvel game. Oh, there we go. Marvel Avengers, that's what it's called. I'm just gonna pull up a screenshot. It I remember seeing the E3 trailer and I was like, what in the world? It's like those dollar store action figures. Where they, they kind of look like who they're supposed to be. Like, Iron Man just looks completely off. He looks like the guy from Deus Ex. He doesn't look like Iron Man. Captain America, mm, not quite doing it. None of them really look like they're... I don't get why they just didn't use the likenesses. They have the Marvel name. Why can't they use the likenesses? I guess maybe they need the actor's permission for that. I don't know. You think that would have been in their contract? Oh, excuse me. That would have been in their contracts, but I mean, they made enough money, right? You can't use their likeness in a video game. Oh man, even the Iron Man suit looks a little off. It just looks a little off. Like it's like a little bulbous in the head. Ah, oh, it's just so weird. And the fact that they said it's like a live service game, and they're gonna have like season passes and stuff. Oh man. They shat the bed on that one, like, immediately. I thought it was going to be kind of like the Marvel Ultimate Alliance type game. That would have been cool, but no. It's uh, another live service. We promise we'll have more content in the future type game. I'm not down for that. I am not down for that at all. But there you go. That's that's the state of things right now. It's just constant games that aren't complete, and you just have to hope that they get finished. Another game I've been playing a lot recently, and I'm sure um, a future episode that I'm going to do with Steven, 
where we'll talk about this game. But Risk of Rain 2 is a lot of fun about having. Talking about early access games. But this game, even with the current content that's in it, is so much fun. And the only downside of the game is that it's published by Gearbox. That's the only downside. Otherwise, it's a phenomenal game. Highly recommend it. I think it's on sale for like 15 bucks right now. I've already put like 15 hours in that game over a, like a month, which is a lot. That's a lot for me to devote that much time. It's just so much fun. The gameplay is just so satisfying. I, I really, really enjoy it. I don't know if I can pull up my Steam library here. I can talk about all the different shit that I got recently. Bannerlord is cool, though. I think it's what it's called. Uh, uh, Mountain Blade 2. Yeah, I think that's Bannerlord. It's a cool game. I've only been playing the single player so far. I know I played pretty much only the multiplayer on the other Mountain Blade games, but Adam played an insane amount of Mountain Blade 1 single player, and I can see why. It's a really cool sandbox medieval simulation type game where you you build up an army and you start trying to take over towns and stuff like that and you can get a wife and you can have kids and you can get famous and it's it's really cool to see the different pro progression that you can get in this game it's also on steam i originally thought it was only gonna be on epic but it is on steam i will warn you if you are thinking about picking up the game the graphics still pretty damn dated they're definitely not 2020 standards but it's still a lot of fun and it's also an early access game which disappointed me because the game's been in development for like nine years it's like what have you been doing for nine years that's crazy how much more time do you need to make a game Especially like this, like it's it's like the exact same game as the first one. It's just better graphics and they've added some more content to it. I don't know. Just seems like they could have released a full game after that long. I'm also sad because I missed the Napoleon. I love that Napoleon expansion. It's so much fun. You get like the muskets and you fire one shot and then it takes like a year to reload I, it should not be fun. It sounds awful now that I'm saying it out loud. But it really is a lot of fun. I, I definitely recommend it. There's a couple things I've been, uh, I've been thinking about while I've been in quarantine. And that is trying G Fuel. Because I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to buy energy drinks. Let me know in the comments what you think about G Fuel. I'm not sponsoring things. So I'm not going to give you some code to get a discount if that's what you're wondering. But I don't know. Like... I was watching Command Zone, the Command Zone podcast, and randomly, like, Angry, the Angry Nerd, not Angry Video Game Nerd, sorry, Angry Joe and Command Zone are all of a sudden sponsored by, like, G Fuel, and it's like, what in the world? Like, I've never seen them sponsored by that before. Usually, those kind of sponsorships go to, like, esports players and stuff like that, but, I mean, neither, neither of them are esports. I mean, Command Zone is all about Magic the Gathering and Angry Joe just reviews games with crazy skits. He's got that whole, uh, that guy with the glasses feel about his channel because he does the whole skits. But they're way, they're less cringy. They're actually funny. I, I like Angry Joe. I know a lot of people don't like him. 
but out of the whole uh, X channel awesome crowd, I still really like that guy. And good lord, that, that channel awesome thing was something else. Real quick, if you don't know what Channel Awesome is, Channel Awesome was a group of YouTubers that banded together during the era of YouTube not really allowing people to get monetized very easily. It was during the time of multi-channel networks, which unfortunately, we'll talk about Angry Video Game Nerd in a second, um, he's been affected heavily by multi-channel networks, which makes me really sad. But, yeah, I mean, that guy with the glasses, which is the nostalgia critic, um, the cinema snob, there was some, like, Jew Wario guy, I never watched him, but he killed himself, and apparently was also a sexual predator, I don't really know how legit those claims are, but alleged, you know, it was a whole shit show with the channel awesome as a whole, because apparently there was sexual misconduct going on between some creators i don't remember the whole thing i guess oh spoonie was a thing but he doesn't even exist anymore he just kind of died out he became a lot of these other channels that it's so interesting when a channel dies they don't just fade they like die out like a star they kind of supernova they kind of eat themselves on the way out because they get really depressed because they've gotten used to all this attention and then they just kind of implode explode and they shit on every single person that's still following their channel it's really fascinating and you can see all these on like down the rabbit hole and um mr medicare actually covered all of the different channel awesome stuff and funny enough mr medicare is actually one of my subscribers or at least he was and one of you guys pointed it out really weirded me out and scared me a lot i was like what have i done and is he collecting content on me have i done something crazy is this podcast going to be my downfall have i have i done something stupid in a stream because that's what it seems like most of mr medicare's videos are about and i remember originally finding mr medicare i've completely off track but i'll i'll loop back don't worry i i know what was going on up here I found Mr. Medicare originally because I listened to a true, true crime podcast called Sword and Scale. And I don't recommend it because it is a very twisted podcast because people are sick. And it made me very scared and paranoid of people. And it made me very, I don't know, it, after listening to some of these episodes, I just kind of felt sick because of just how awful people can be i mean there were like families that were murdered that they talked about and there's like all these different audio calls to talk about like a dude eating a guy on a bus and how he's released now there's a lot of different things that i didn't really want to hear and i'm not going to keep going i know you're like fanta i don't want to hear either please don't put that upon me and i'm not going to you just get those couple and oh and this next one because i i found mr medicare because he did a video about some like edgy kid on youtube that made animations about what was it like danny phantom he was like a danny phantom fanboy and he had like fantasies of becoming one of the ghost people in like i don't remember any of the characters names the chick with the blue hair or something like her band it's like a ghost band i don't 
the more I heard about the show, the less I remembered. I just remembered like Danny Phantom like fought ghosts, and there was like the goth chick and the his friend who had like a beanie on or something and glasses. I don't remember what he did. I don't remember what anybody did in that show. I just remember he fought ghosts. Anyway, so this kid shot up um, where he worked, which was like a Walmart or something, and Mr. Medicare did a video about it and basically said that, you know, these type of mass shooters should be shat on. They should be made fun of. And I completely agree because a lot of media kind of glorifies them and makes them out into, you know, famous people. You remember their names, you remember their faces, because they post it everywhere. And I've always been against that, ever since I had any brain cells at all, and thought about it for a few seconds, and went, Oh my god, what are you doing? The news needs to stop showing their face. And if they do, they need to insult these people into the ground, because that's what they deserve, because they're just pieces of shit. And that's what he did. And I didn't really think about it for a while. I didn't think about his channel for quite a while. But he did an entire series based off of every single one of the people on Channel Awesome. And I thought it was a really interesting series. And he dives into each character. And the most interesting by far was Spoonie, which is also on um, Down the Rabbit Hole by like... Frederick Knudsen, something like that. Look it up. Down the Rabbit Hole is a really great series. I, I quite enjoy it. And I hope I'm never on it. Though I'm not up here, so I guess I can't. You have to be up here to actually fall. You know, you have to rise to fall. <laughs> anyway, so, um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so he, he went through, like, Nostalgia Critic. He went through Linkara. That was another one. That was the funniest episode by far. Wow. What a person. He really reminds me of the person on Tiger King. Like, he reminds me of, like, a character on there. And there's a lot of YouTubers. Somebody, somebody said, I don't remember who it was, that after watching the Tiger King, I think it was ACG. Um, yeah, it was, like, ACG, the Angry Centaur Gaming he, he was talking about how after watching, he's like, you know, a lot of people on YouTube are just like these people. As weird as you think they are, there's a lot of people on YouTube that are just as strange as those people. And, you know, I can't really attest to that from people I know on here. But after watching, you know, Down the Rabbit Hole and Mr. Medicare, good Lord, I can agree with that. I mean, some of the people on this platform are real characters. I mean... You could argue the Paul Brothers and all those different vlog channels are really like that. Um, who was the person that was just on the H3 podcast that was doing like the Bachelorette thing? I don't remember her name. She's she's definitely a train wreck. And it's not like an entertaining train wreck to me, at least. It's a very annoying one. And whenever they have her on the show, I'm like, God, this is going to be a struggle to get through. But yeah, she definitely seems like a character that would be on the Tiger King it's so amazing that these people just walk around and exist in this world, you know? I mean, these people are allowed to drive cars. That's that's the thing I always come back to. These people are allowed to drive cars. And that's scary, you know? Anybody can drive a car when they turn 16. All they have to do is pass that license and there you go. Boom, they're on the road. That's why there's so many fatalities on the road. There's so many idiots and weirdos 
They're just slamming into people. Back when I was driving to work every day, it's like it's been forever. It's been like a month. Uh, but when I was commuting every single day, I saw a traffic accident. It was crazy, crazy, just traffic collisions everywhere. And it was like on the way to work, I'd see one or two. And on the way back, I'd see one or two because it's just so easy for people to drive. And these people are out there. They're just out walking around. They could be next to you. Well, they can't be next to you right now unless you live with one, but when life goes back to normal and you're sitting there in a restaurant or at a bar, those people are there. They're there around you and it's just, it's just crazy. It's just how many, like the spectrum of humanity is definitely fascinating. And I'm kind of glad these type of people exist because they're very entertaining and they break the norm and it's just interesting to me. But it's also scary because it's not like you're protected from these people. They can affect your life. Now, I mean, these big cat people weren't really affecting anybody. Um, a lot of these YouTubes are, YouTuber people aren't really affecting anybody but themselves. So it's not too bad, but it's just it's something that's really interesting to think about. Okay, remember when I said I had it in my mind of where I wanted to go with all the Channel Awesome people? I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, I completely forgot what my point was. I just kind of started thinking about the channel awesome people. I remember I was watching uh, the Nostalgia Critic. I think it's been like five or six months since I've watched him. But I watched him. I started watching... Oh, Angry Video Game Nerd too. I was wanting to talk about him. I've been watching the Angry Video Game Nerd. And I, I did watch the Nostalgia Critic and Angry Joe since I was in like early high school I don't remember if I could drive yet I don't think I could yeah I don't think I could drive yet so I think I was like 15 when I first started watching them that's why the wa that's why I watched them for so long it was like something I grew up with which is so strange growing up watching youtubers I had somebody the other day telling me that they grew up watching me on Craigslist game finds and I was like I'm not that old. There's no way you grew up watching me. That's crazy. I know I've been on this platform for a very long time, but God, growing up with me. Jesus. Fuck. That makes me feel so old. I know I'm in my 20s, so I'm not actually old yet, but good Lord. Quarter Life Crisis is a real thing. I saw a stand-up comedian with that title for their Netflix special. I'm like, yes. 100% quarter life crisis. I am feeling it. It is painful. Not even 30 yet. Got four more years till then, but good God. Well, three years, four months. Ugh. Ugh. Don't want to think about that. Don't want to think. Nope. Nope. Don't want to think about that. I know Camelot recently turned 30. And, uh, you know, if, if I was doing as well as Camelot... At 30, I think I'd be pretty happy. I mean, I'd like to do, you know, sooner, obviously. But, you know, he's doing pretty well. He uh, is, quote-unquote, playing video games for a living. His words, according to Hannah, not mine. And that's aw that's awesome. Good for him. He worked for GameStop for 11 years. He deserves a break. <laughs> I worked there for four, and I worked at GameStop for... Or I worked at GameStop for four or five. It was like four and a half. And I worked for Walmart for like eight months. 
and I can easily say like 11 years. That's just that's just mind-boggling. That's crazy. Mm. Absolutely insane. Okay, anyway. Back to what I was talking about. Really sorry about this episode. I feel so bad. It's still going up. It's still going up. This is an experiment. We'll see what people think. Maybe enjoy it. I don't know. It's, I mean, Chris D'Elia can do it. Bill Burr can do it. I have just as, I, just, I can't even finish that sentence. I was going to say, I have just as much talent as they do. But no, I fucking don't. <laughs> Comparing myself to Bill Burr or Chris D'Elia. That's a great joke right there. Good God. It is funny though. They have, I've watched some of their episodes and it's, it's definitely a strange feeling watching these solo podcasts, you know, just them talking to themselves. I mean, I make long videos sometimes. I used to do Tales from Retail and they were like 30, sometimes 40 minutes. But I don't know, doing a podcast is somewhat different, you know. I don't know. The beginning of this was a little bit rocky, but I, I think I've I think I've gotten better. Oh, here's a funny, here's a really funny article. Fallout 76 Wastelanders is a step in the right direction. Good God. Um, Good news for people that have Fallout 76, sort of. I mean, it's sort of good news. If you have it on the Bethesda launcher, you can now have it on Steam. But the thing is, is I'm stuck with the Bethesda launcher, even if I do move my account to Steam, because I just got Doom Eternal physically, and because I got it physically... It's on the stupid Bethesda client. Just give me a Steam key. I bought the game, Bethesda. Come on. You bastards. Like, you didn't even make Doom. You just published it. You just... <sighs> Fuck. I wanted the... I wanted the case. I wanted the Steelbook. What's up with Steelbook? Somebody wanted me to talk about Steelbooks. I've completely forgot about Angry Video Game Nerd, but we'll come back. Steelbooks are the stupidest thing on the planet, but I love them so much. I love them, I love the look of them, but they're completely pointless. Think about it, they're just a case, you know? It's like all of these fancy consoles that come out, or fancy controllers that just look different. It's a, it's a console. Like, why the fuck do you care? It's under your TV. Why do you care? If it's bright pink, who gives a shit? You're not gonna just stare at it. That's not what it's for. It's just sitting there. You play the games on it. it. I mean, I guess you could argue if you really care about the design of your living room and that's where you have it, a lot of people can see it and it's noticeable. That's why they're usually just black or white just so they can fit in with everything else and not kind of stand out. But man, I don't know. I don't know. Steelbooks. Love them. Love them, but they're... I got one right here, actually. Uh, Persona 5. Look at that dope steelbook. So cool, but absolutely pointless. There's no reason to have this. It doesn't even have a manual in here. It just has a dope... I do like steelbooks, though. I can't lie. They're so cool. Um, and the Doom one, really cool. I wish they kind of did what this one did, where it's got the, uh, the metal underneath... Kind of have some co even more contrast. But, you know. Oh, and then Persona 5 Royal came out. That's supposed to be good. I never beat this one. I bought the collector's edition. 
and I played it for a solid 30 minutes and went, oh, this will be a lot of fun, but it's going to require a lot of time investment, and I don't have that right now. Said that years ago. Said that on launch day. I will play this again later. <sighs> this is what I do. This is what I do, guys. This is why I'm like, oh, Last of Us 2 got delayed indefinitely. Don't care. Genuinely don't care because it's there's so many other things to play right now. Animal Crossing. I'm still behind. I'm behind and even Animal Crossing just because I have to make a video for it. Um, otherwise, I really wouldn't care about where I am in the game because a lot of people are focusing on the wrong things. People are getting jealous of other people. I saw an article about... I, I tweeted this out. People are getting jealous of other people's islands. Like, it's a... First of all, it's not an MMO. Why do you care? Second of all, that's not the point of Animal Crossing. The point is to just kind of relax, you know, and do your thing. Do your thing at your own pace. And you're killing it, guys. You're killing it. You're, you're making Animal Crossing competitive. Play something else. If you're looking for a competitive game, Animal Crossing is not it. I'm telling you. You're ruining the experience for yourself. Don't do it. Oh, here's another one. Yakuza Kiwami, which I remember I bought this game specifically. Like 20 bucks on sale, but I love... Look at that steel book. Look at that. It's so cool. It's so cool and so pointless. It's got a koi and a dragon. Like his tattoos in the game. Wow. They're even creative. Look at this. That's where the little girl goes. Look at that. Watch this. Oh, wait. Uh, uh. Boom. Look at that. It all fits together. That's. I appreciate art design sometimes. I really do. It's pretty cool. I like it. PS4 exclusive. Well, that's not true anymore, is it? I'm pretty sure that's on PC, and it's also on Xbox now. So it's no longer exclusive. I guess it was a timed exclusive. It's like the word exclusive has just kind of lost its meaning these days because Xbox keeps claiming it has all those exclusives, but they're all on the PC too. So it has zero exclusives, and people always get pissed when I say that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying that. And uh, when it comes to Fallout 76 Wastelanders. Oh my god. That means I'm just going to have to play the damn game again. Make a video about it. I'll probably stream it. Um, but it's... Why did you not have that shit in the game to begin with? I mean, Todd Howard even said, Oh, we knew this wasn't going to be a great game, but it's different. And that's why it's not great. And that's like, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? What? Oh, god, a lot of these companies, I'm telling you. So, angry video game nerd was another YouTuber I grew up with, and I've always admired the guy, I still do, but I definitely think that channel has taken a downturn, because Screenwave Media, which is a multi-channel network, is, uh, they like infected his channel, I mean, all the damn Screenwave Media people are in like every fucking video now, Except for James and Mike Mondays and his his usual videos about, you know, looking back at a single game. Like his angry video game nerd videos and his James and Mike Monday videos. Like the only ones that don't have these guys in it. I don't like them. They're not likable people. I'm not a fan. And there's so many Reddit threads that I found where they're just, they're just shitting on them. Because... It's a multi-channel network. Multi-channel networks are just a scam. They just are. If you disagree with me, please let me know in the comments of your best 
you know, multi-channel network experiences. I'm sure most of you out there have not had experience with them, but let me tell you mine. Let me tell you mine. So, now I don't want to drag anybody through the mud, but, uh, what is his name on YouTube now? Beat him up woods or something like that. Beat him up wood. No problem with the guy. No problem with the guy at all. But I remember talking to him back when he had like 10,000 subscribers. I remember talking before he had like anything. He had like barely any subscribers at all. He was asking me questions about YouTube and I helped him set up his channel a little bit. Kind of like Retro Liberty. Um, they use me as kind of a, uh, like a quick frequently asked questions kind of guy. Cause I'd been on YouTube since I've been on YouTube for a very, very long time. And you know, I, I talked to him for a little bit and then he got busy and went, we went our separate ways, but he told me about this multi-channel network he was in, which I found out later that he was recruiting people to, that was kind of shitty but you know you got to do what you got to do to survive and that was Screenwave Media which is the same company that is working with uh, Angry Video Game Nerd James Rolfe and what did they do for me like nothing you know and it's not it's not necessarily their fault they're not a terrible company they did set me up with a couple review copies I will give them that they had a couple royalty-free things. It's just the idea of multi-channel networks in this day and age is pointless. It's absolutely pointless. Wood told me that they gave him better ad rates, but as soon as I left, I didn't notice a difference at all. I didn't notice a difference in revenue. I didn't notice a difference in anything. And Screenwave Media is sure as hell not why he's sitting pretty at like 500,000 subs. That's not why. He might be bigger than that. I have no idea. Um, I haven't looked at his channel in forever. Let me see. Beat him up wood. I don't know what his name is. Beat him up wood. Beat him ups. Is it just beat him ups? Fuck. I don't know. That's it. He blew up because of the switch. He didn't blow up because of Screenwave Media. He just. Oh, 888. Jesus Christ. He fucking blew up. Good for you, bro. Good for you. And you know what? He just figured out YouTube. And, uh, I haven't all these, all of these years, I've never figured it out, but God damn. Yeah. He's got such really good thumbnails. He's got really good titles. I mean, you look at his thumbnails, you look at his titles, you look at everybody else who's really successful on YouTube, same sort of thing. And yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's how you do it. You just got to figure out the formula that works for you. And just keep going with it. And he found it. Nintendo Switch. That's his formula. And the cool thing about Nintendo Switch. Is that he's just got so much content he can do. And he can kind of. Branch off into other things that are video game related. As long as he sticks to mostly Switch stuff. He'll continue to get. The same views. And that's what he's doing. Good for you man. Yeah, He's killing it. He's absolutely killing it. There you go. And uh, I deeply regret. Not going down that same path. I mean, uh, RGT, 85, a couple other people. I saw a lot of people go from, like, where I'm at right now to just, like, hundreds of thousands because of the Nintendo Switch. That's the thing. People find the next big thing. They latch their horse to it, ride it to victory. And I saw that with the Switch. 
But I was going through a couple different things at that time, and I missed the boat, watched it sail away, and I was like, ah, shit, I'm too late. There's already too many people that have already done it. I don't want to go down that same path. And I don't think I even had... Yeah, I didn't really have Tales from Retail as a big thing yet. I mean, when did the Switch launch? Switch launch day. When did that launch? 2017. Maybe I did. Maybe I was making Tales from Retail, but I don't know if they blew up yet because Tales from Retail, the series, really laid dormant for a bit. And I just randomly made them. It wasn't a weekly thing. I just occasionally was like, you know, I, I feel like making a video about my experiences at GameStop. I feel like making a video about my experiences at Walmart. And then randomly, the algorithm selected my channel and carried me up a little bit to where I'm at now. I'd love for the algorithm to do that again. But, you know, it's it works in mysterious ways. And, you know, it's whatever. But, yeah, that's that's what happened. Just randomly, out of nowhere, it started taking off. Maybe that's when it first started taking off and I was just focused on that. I don't know. I think that was also during the time where I got kicked out of the Ambassador program. Because I think I still had it under ga Craigslist Game Finds. I think I was mostly still doing Craigslist Game Finds things. I want to find out real quick. I don't think I really used YouTube a whole lot on this laptop. I don't think I'm even signed in. I'm not. That's actually... You know what? Real quick. Let's let's see what it looks like on YouTube without being signed in. I have not looked in forever. And let's just see how people are getting popular. Well, 27 million views. The first video I see is Clueless White Guy Orders in Perfect Chinese. Shocks Patrons and Staff. 27 million views. Is that really worth 27 million views somebody just speaking in chinese i mean youtube's not even in china you know tiktoks to cure your boredom for 29 minutes so this is somebody who's just stealing other people's tiktok videos and that is on the first page recommended by youtube 37 great kitchen hacks you never knew you dot 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 and there's like a Pepsi can and they're just sucking an egg out of it. You know, you can just crack an egg like a normal human being. You don't have to use a Pepsi can for some reason. That doesn't make any sense. It's interesting though, because I saw a video about how the five minutes crafts is actually bullshit. And it went on to talk about how it's like propaganda for something, but I lost interest. Um, piloting a Boeing 70, 787 into Heathrow Airport. All right. That's strange, I guess. It was from two weeks ago. Pilots are bored because they don't have anybody on their their planes. I guess a lot of different companies are, or not a lot of companies, countries are banning the ghost flights where they're just kind of flying around for the hell of it because nobody's flying right now. Um, or at least nobody smart is flying right now unless they have to. You know, I mean, they must be losing a shitload of money. Microblading my scalp for balding. The Try Guys. I've never heard of any of these people before. Wood turning a coffee mug. So they just took a nasty, gnarly block of wood and made a mug out of it. That's pretty cool. 
I'll give you that. That's pretty neat. 11 million views. That's just insane. What was I doing again? Oh, yeah. Craigslist Game Finds. Oh, which is now called Day One White, if you're looking it up. Plugged in my buddy White. He changed the name of the channel. And he's been doing live streams lately. And he, unlike me, leaves them up. I don't think he hides them. Yeah, two weeks ago. Let's see, when was the last time I was on this channel? A year ago. Huh, that's surprising. I uh, was on the channel more recently than I thought. 2018. This is almost two years ago. Yeah, almost two years ago that I was on Craigslist Game Finds. And I was hunting at Goodwill and a bunch of other places like that. And that's why this room looks like this. Is because I game hunted for... A very long time. I mean, I used to... Fuck it, I don't think I've ever talked about game hunting in this podcast. And looking around makes me want to talk about it. I used to go out to garage sales. And I used to go to thrift stores. And I used to go to all these different places. And I went with my buddy White. And we would just find some insane deals. I mean, everything right here almost everything in this room was from either a yard sale or some crazy find at Salvation Army or Goodwill. And my God, we, it was like every week. When we first started, actually when he first started, I was watching him on YouTube while I was working at GameStop. And I kept seeing all these crazy things he was getting for dirt cheap and Then I'd watch him come a couple weeks later to trade these things in to GameStop and just make an insane amount of money when it comes to trading credit. Because he would just take all these old games that he's paying like a couple bucks for and trade them in like Pokemon, trading them in and getting a brand new game for like 10 bucks. And I was like, holy shit, I want to start game hunting again because I, at the time, was collecting some old stuff, but I wasn't really hunting a whole lot. So I started looking on Craigslist. I was like, you know, Craigslist game finds, he's finding some good shit in Craigslist. I'm going to look on Craigslist. And I saw, where is it? I might still have it here. I remember I let somebody borrow it. That's the problem. I keep letting people borrow my shit. And then it just kind of disappears. Oh, shit. I can't find it. Anyway, I let somebody borrow Paper Mario. And that was the first game that got me game hunting because he was the one that sold me Paper Mario. I mean, that's that's really why I'm kind of sad that I can't find it. Not only is it kind of an expensive game that I want to play, but I don't fucking know where it is. Oh, you know what? It might be at home. But anyway, I saw it. It was a pretty decent deal. It was like 10 bucks. And I know at the time, the game was like 20 or 30 on eBay. So I go to this house, and I went with Steven, and I was like, oh shit, it's White. And he knew White, because his brother knows White. And we just started talking, and then randomly he's like, you know, since you're game hunting, do you want to come with me game hunting? And I was like, sure, that'd be awesome. So, when was the first time I went game hunting? I mean... If you want to go to day one white you'll see long hair fanta holy shit seven 
You're, oh my god. Seven years ago was my first episode on Craigslist Game Finds. Holy shit. That's crazy. Seven years ago. I, I started game hunting and I started with nothing. I started with barely any collection at all. And it grew to this just insane amount of stuff in here you see today. I mean, I'm looking around. There's like two N64s over there. There's another two N64s down there. Oh, no, there's three Nintendo 64s up there. I've got a Panasonic uh, 3DO. I've got a Sega Saturn. I've got three Sega Dreamcasts. I've got... Somebody said I had three GameCubes. Bro, I have seven GameCubes, actually. I have seven of them. There's six down there, and then I've got one back at my house. And I've sold quite a few over the years to various people. And the reason I have so many of the same consoles is because I would buy these giant lots. And it came with the console and a bunch of games. And normally these lots were like the price of one of the games included. So I'd buy the whole damn thing. I'm not going to sit there and negotiate just for a couple games. I'm just going to buy the whole thing. And then the plan was to resell you know, the extra consoles I don't need, but I just didn't have time, because I was going to college seven years ago, I was in high school, fuck, oh my god, no, no, I was in college, yeah, yeah, I was in college, so okay, college, um, ugh, god, I was in college, sorry, just hit with the realization of how fast time's been moving. It's crazy. So, I was in college and I was dealing with all that sort of thing. And I was in one shitty relationship or another. I can kind of tell by the thumbnail what relationship I was in. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just over time, there's just these massive lots of games. And I just kept buying them and buying them and buying them. And... We would find so many games that would fill up his trunk. It was crazy. It was amazing all the different things that I saw that I didn't even know existed. Like the uh, the Odyssey. That was a cool find. Found like... Uh... Let me show you a couple things. I didn't even know this Genesis existed. Look at this thing. Did you know the Genesis 3 even existed? I didn't. I didn't know that shit existed. Put that back so I don't have a whole mess after the video. Got tons of these game gears, which the screen sucks, by the way. I got, uh, look at this thing. I didn't know this thing existed. This thing's dope. I don't remember if it still works or not. I should probably take the batteries out of here. Now that I think about it. Let's see. Hopefully they're not. <laughs> What is it, when they, uh, the, like, acid starts leaking out of them? God, what a pain in the ass. People that designed this were not very bright, in my opinion. Oh, it's exactly what happened. All the batteries in here exploded. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's a nightmare. I'm gonna take these out during the podcast for some reason. But, uh, there's so many different products I didn't know existed, and it's probably why... 
Jesus Christ. I don't want to touch the battery acid. A lot of battery acid. That's bad. Don't breathe this. Battery acid dust. Oh, shit. This is quality content right here. This is what you guys subscribe for, I'm sure. I'm gonna have a bunch of people in the comments going, Bring Eric back! I would, man. And you know what? I'll try to over Discord. His mic sucks, though. He needs to get a better mic. Maybe I can convince him to be like a snowball or something. Anyway, this is the Genesis Nomad. This thing's dope. This thing's sick. What this is, if you don't know, this is a portable Sega Genesis. This makes the Game Gear look stupid because it's got a better screen and you can just plop in the cartridge up here for any Genesis game and play it on the go. When I first saw this thing, it blew my mind. I was like, holy shit. It's even got an AV out and a controller port so you could use this as a home console. Sega was ahead of the curve. Did Nintendo do that? No. Sega doing what Nintendo don't. There you go. I've got like... What is that? Four, five Game Boy Colors over there. Four Game Boy Pockets. Four Game Boy Advances. I've got like seven or eight Game Boy Advance SPs. I have two DJ Hero things for some reason. I don't even know why I have those. I remember I bought the game at discount when it first... I think... I think it might have come in a two-pack. I want to make sure I didn't get any battery acid in here. I don't think so. That's on the outside, okay. Anyway. <coughs> yeah. Things you did not know existed. Did you know there's a Hot Wheels computer? I didn't know that until game hunting. Bought a fucking Hot Wheels computer. And I remember back in the day, I even tried different types of videos. And that's the thing that a lot of people have talked about. Jim Sterling recently talked about this, how your channel is only allowed to make specific content. Now, some people ex escape this. Some people escape this whole thing where you're, you're kind of pigeonholed into a certain thing. Jim Sterling is pigeonholed into negativity, which I would happily trade for, but... He, whenever he, he does a video about something positive, he doesn't get nearly as many views. And whenever I do something that isn't about retail, I get way less views. Unless it's like some random gaming thing that's huge that somehow takes off like my, um, like an old Randy Pitcher video. I got like 20,000 views or something like that. But this is mostly a retail. I, I don't care though. I just kind of keep making whatever I want. And that's probably why the channel hasn't taken off, because the algorithm doesn't like when you don't do what the algorithm wants you to do. It's really strange. But, yeah, he was talking about how he can only make negative videos and nobody watches his, his positive videos. I mean, I watch all of his videos, no matter what it is. But it happens, you know? He's like, this is why I don't make a whole lot of positive content, because when I do, you guys don't watch it. Hey, one of my reviews for Castle Crashers got 16,000 views back then. I've thought about making reviews again, but they're just so time intensive. I just don't have it. I just don't have the time. And it's a shame because I really did enjoy making game reviews. I enjoyed the script writing process. I enjoyed all of it. 
but it was just so time intensive and it's just pure gambling when it comes to if people watch it. Um, the nice thing about you guys is, first of all, I love you guys because I can kind of make whatever I want and it'll at least get 2,000 views and it's like, it's like okay, that's fine. 2,000 people watched, I'm happy, I don't care. Like, it's fine. Um, but on Craigslist Game Finds, good God, like, some view, I'm, I'm looking through it again. Some of these videos have like 700 views because just nobody gave a shit. If it wasn't about game hunting, fuck you. They would like downvote your video and get upset. It was crazy. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of these game hunting videos did really well though, and it was really hit or miss. It. That's the thing about YouTube. It just doesn't make any sense what works and what doesn't. Like, thrift store video game hunting, eighty-six thousand views, and then we made episode two and got twenty-eight. What? And then we made episode three and got 27. And you're like, okay, well, maybe just as it goes down, the views go down. Episode four, 43,000. What happened? What happened? What What did we do right? The thumbnail is dog shit. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, okay, I guess the thumbnail is okay. It's got three Pokemon games in it, and they're in a display case. But still, like, it's not... There's no text. The lighting's kind of fucky. I mean, it's not great. It's really not great. Um, I mean, you're, I'm looking through these garage sale episodes, and it's just, it's just out of whack. It's like rolling the dice whenever you throw something out there to the ether as to how it's going to promote it. And that's why I think a lot of YouTubers explode, because they just don't understand why they're not doing well anymore. And instead of you know, just trying to figure out what works or not really caring, kind of like me and just kind of rolling with the punches and going, well, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. And then if it starts working again, it starts working again. They start getting mad at the audience. I want to come back to that. I want to come back to the whole down the rabbit hole thing because it's just so fascinating. It's so fascinating to see interesting characters. And that's what a lot of these people become when they stop succeeding as well. Or... The thing with Spoonie that was interesting was he never stopped growing. He never slowed down until he randomly turned on his audience for literally no reason. He just stopped putting in the work. He made it. He was making like $5,000 a month on Patreon. He had like hundreds of thousands of subscribers. He had thousands of people coming to his streams, but he just lost it. He lost his mind and it was so strange watching that down the rabbit hole because there are so many other channels. You're like, okay, well, I can see what happened. I can see why they failed. But with Spoonie, it's like, it's like he just shot his channel in the head and went and done. That's it. That's just crazy to me. Absolutely crazy to me that you do that. And that's just what happens with some people. They just lose their mind. And that's why I was so scared when I saw that Mr. Mediker was subscribed to me. I didn't think, oh, wow, that's cool. The guy that I've watched before is now subscribed to me. I was thinking to myself, am I losing my mind? And is he gathering content? That's my first thought when I uh, I saw him subscribed. 
because like I said, one of you guys pointed it out. You showed me the clip on YouTube where he's streaming something, he's scrolling down and you can see his subscription bar and I'm in it and I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh no. Now it's been like a year since I think you guys have pointed that out and there's no Mr. Medicare video about me that I know of. I'm pretty sure I'm still mostly sane, but there you go. Also, Persona 5 Royale, I don't know what the difference is. Sorry, I just ADD'd all over the place, but I just was scrolling and saw it pop up again. Ugh, I don't know if I should just play 5 or just sell 5 and get Royale and that's 20 bucks. I don't know. That's another thing I, I used to do. I've kind of stopped doing as much because I realized, oh, I don't, I, I should stop doing this because I have such a huge backlog. I still do with PC games a lot, especially with Humble Bundles, but I used to just buy games that were on sale just because they were cheap. And I still occasionally do this. I still occasionally find myself doing this, but I've definitely stopped because it used to, it used to be a big thing. I used to think, oh, it's never going to get cheaper than this, but I promise you, if you're like me and you, you still do this and you have a lot of these sealed games laying around, I'm talking to you, Steven. I know you're not listening, but they will always go cheaper. 900%. Uh, that's not what I was going to say. 999 times out of 1,000. That game is going to drop in price. It's not going to go up. There is a very small chance that that game is going to go up in value. I think that Terminator game went up in value recently, but in the past, like, five years, that's all I can think of, you know? I mean, Xenoblade for the Wii held its value for a very long time. I think it still held its value pretty well. But overall, games will always drop farther. So if you're thinking about buying something just because it's cheap, don't do it. If you're playing other games, you're going to keep playing those other games. And it's just going to sit on the shelf. I mean, I've even stopped buying a lot of new games that just come out. I mean, I bought Doom, but I haven't played the damn game yet. Because I never beat Doom 2016. I just didn't. I I bought it when it was cheap. And I kind of just let it sit. And I recently reinstalled it. I started playing it again. I'm like, this game's a lot of fun. And then the new one came out and I just had it pre-ordered. I wanted the Steelbook because I'm an idiot. And I wanted uh, something else it came with. I don't know. I wanted to get it for the GCU price. And I wanted to get the $10 you know, reward certificate. So I basically spent like 38 bucks on it. But still, I need to, I need to beat the other one first. I don't want to play this one first. Because I've heard it's so much better than the first game that it kind of ruins it. Another game I never played. This is still sealed. This game is still sealed. Fire Emblem three houses i was really excited for this game and then it came out i just i bought it and didn't give a shit i mean i i bought and was more excited and opened star wars pinball for the switch which uh i've also only played a couple times it was also kind of a waste of money but what wasn't a waste of money i'm just kind of going through games at this point i should end this podcast overcooked 2 phenomenal games on game pass and a bunch of other stuff such a good game. I love the Overcooked series. And they're coming out with another game. Oh, my camera died. I think that's my cue to, to wrap this up. Overcooked is such a, a wonderful series. And they're coming out with a new one. I know they just came out 
with totally reliable delivery service or something, which is free on Epic and uh, the Epic Game Store on PC. I know it's a different developer. I think it's the Human Fall Flat developer. So it's it's different. It's just the floppy people. It's not as uh, as well put together as Overcooked. I mean, Overcooked is just so fucking good with the, the mechanics and everything. Such a good game. And you know what? I want to talk about the Epic Game Store real quick. Before I wrap this up, I'm going to talk about something that a lot of people are going to be, you know, kind of divisive about. Which is so funny because I, I made a lot of videos about... I'm going to take my hat off. I made a lot of videos about the Epic Game Store and how stupid it was about the exclusivity and how how shitty that was of that company to do that. I still stand by all those videos. I really do. And I haven't given the Epic Game Store a penny, but I have so many games that I've gotten for free off of the Epic Game Store. Good God. I have a solid like 30 games maybe more at this point because if you have been stuck on that die hard fuck epic game store train you have been missing out if you're a pc gamer you have robbed yourself of so many good games that they've given away for free i think they gave away overcooked for free at one point so you missed overcooked good job uh you also missed world war z recently that was last month um this month they're giving out a couple games i don't give a shit about but they're also giving out the totally reliable delivery service. That game just came out, and they're giving it away for free forever. I mean, the Epic Game Store has given away so many free games that are so good. Like, What the Golf, I think I got for free off of there. Or I might have gotten a review code. I think I got a review code for that one. But there are just so many games. Uh, Enter the Gungeon was on there for free. Oh, and speaking of Star Wars Pinball, that's free right now on Steam. So you should go get that. Um, the pinball games are actually really fun. If you like pinball in real life, you'll like them on this game. Phenomenal. 10 out of 10. Recommended for absolutely nothing. Mm. I also recommend you download that uh, whew, Epic Game Store. Because just <laughs> the number of games you get is shocking. I, I don't understand what they're doing because there's probably a, a lot of people like me that are just constantly getting these free games. But they must they must be getting some sort of percentage of people to start buying games on the platform because they have a library. I mean, I have a library on there. I just don't buy any games on the Epic Game Store. I don't know. I think it's cool. I'm glad they're doing it. Credit is given where credit is due, and I will give credit to them for making these games free. I've heard a rumor that I'm too lazy to look up that they actually give the money that these developers would have made for these free games. So they're incentivizing these companies to make their games free because they're just going to pay them anyway. I would make my game free if they're going to pay me anyway. That's awesome. And that's, I mean, that's great for both parties. It's great for Epic because it's getting people to download the launcher. And it's great for the developers because they're just getting money for nothing. So there you go. Do it. Do the thing. It's free. Uh, I don't remember how many people, I don't think anybody told me if they downloaded World War Z for free. I was hoping to stream that, get a full party together. It's, 
shockingly difficult to get people to click a button to get something for free. I've found that out when talking to friends. Hey, this game's free right now. They don't give a shit. I'm like, okay, you know. Guess it's just me then, just hoarding games. But I guess I'm a little bit of a hoarder. I mean, you look around my room. Got a lot of fucking games. Anyway, thanks for watching slash listening to, I think this is episode 42, which is hilarious because there's like the joke that the meaning to life is 42. So the strangest episode of the podcast is also the meaning of life. There you go. The meaning of life is strange. I think that's, that's the main takeaway you should get from this podcast is that the meaning of life is just strange. So thanks for watching slash listening and uh, like, subscribe, bell, all that shit. Have a fantastic day. Stay safe. Stay inside. Seriously. Don't go anywhere. Somebody else out there. Don't do it. Don't be stupid. It's real. I promise. That's a Fanta guarantee.